Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. We've waited a long time to get John on the mic in the sex apartment, and he didn't disappoint. He tells us how he got pulled into the lifestyle and then used a pencil and a napkin to bring his next girlfriend on a kinky sexual adventure. And we're back at the sex apartment. Today we have our friend John stopping in. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Yes, happy to be here. It's been a while. I was supposed to try and do this, I think, a couple months ago. We have been eagerly waiting for you to get in here. (laughs) We were talking to John at a club, and he had heard about our podcast and our lifestyle, and he said, you know what, I used to be in that, and I got a whole bunch of stories that I'd love to run by you guys. So we were very eager to have you on. That's cool. I got started at 24, because the girl I was with, she was very, like, active. She was the first girl I knew with a... piercings and tattoos okay. and you're like oh this is fascinating and then she's like hey you want to try this and like yeah I go <laughs> no this. please don't make me do that <laughs> yeah, so when i was rabbit holes like oh snap this is okay and i mean i was just along for the ride for real in the beginning now how did she present it to you it was patrice o'neill was talking about it the lifestyle and i laughed about something and then she just like sprung in like well how'd you feel about it? like this that and the other just trying to like lead me into it mm-hmm. i'm like what are you saying? <laughs> and then she said she heard about a club in the city and, you know, she wanted to go. She was always nervous. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, fine, let's go. And we went. It wasn't bad. It was strange at first. What was so strange? The randomness. I've been in situations like in college where a friend of me might have sex with the same girl at the same time, mm-hmm. but we kind of know each other. It's like we're not cool each other that much where we just hang out naked. But in this, <laughs> this special occasion, right. everybody kind of is okay with it. Mm-hmm. But when it's just a completely random you don't really know. And the city we were in, it wasn't like it was a Miami where they're like all buff like in the movies. Right. It wasn't like a movie. It was very much like regular people. Yep. Like it's America fucking. So, <laughs> you know, I was thrown aback how friendly she was in the beginning <laughs> and how friendly women were to me too. Okay. Because at first I was getting, I was getting talked to them. I'm, I'm here to just watch. I'm just chilling. And then she's going. Like, I went to get a drink one time. I came back. I couldn't see her. I couldn't find her. But I saw her, her foot was in the air. <laughs> oh, no. One dude had her foot on his, like, his shoulder. He's doing his thing. And her head was busy with another guy. And I'm like, oh. I guess I guess we're doing this. I was like, no, I mean, I just I just took a break to get something to drink. And I came back and said, oh, I guess, you know, you can't, you can't leave your spot in line. So. <laughs> and I got, I had my, my ego got checked early. I always had the ego like, um. Michael Jordan wasn't the biggest basketball player, but he was one of the best. Right. So whenever I would see some shit, I'm like, that's not real. He had some work done. Ain't no way in hell she's going to be able to do this. And then you see her, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Ain't no way in hell that fit in there. <laughs> a baby's come out of there. Lots oh, of shit man. fits in there. Oh, I seen one. It, it goes back, but. <laughs> and you find out how much you can take from some people. Like now, and it, when the talking happens, because sometimes people would talk and it's like, hey, bro, trust me, this ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> 
Like I am literally separate from this scenario. Y'all just here, and this is a moment. But don't you're not doing me no favors, man. Like don't <laughs> don't hype me up. Yeah. Like let me do my thing. It's all right. Yeah, like, I don't need you to talk to us. You talk to her. We're just on the same body, different torsos, man. Do <laughs> you like time zones? Was there any build up to that first trip? Or was it just, I want to do it, let's just go? No, she found a couple the first time. It was a very attractive couple. It was a girl I would date, and it was a guy she apparently would date. And we tried with them. The girl was patient with me, because he and her, they hooked right up. They were like two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and me and her, we had to go into the other room to start to get familiar with each other. Then we went and joined and hang okay. out. But I was like, oh, this is, I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I don't know if I should be doing, yeah. what if she gets mad? Exactly. But then I look it's- over at her, and I'm like, oh. But even even that O situation, it's like, yeah, she still might get mad because that's because that's what I mean. That happened. I've been in two relationships in this lifestyle. I've been in a few flings where we tried it out and it was like an idea, but we weren't really that serious to begin with. But two where I was like, we were together and we're this is it. First one, we fell out because she made rules and then broke. What rules did she make? The rule was never anybody we knew. That was her. It was a rule. We also 24 to 28. Okay. And I did this first one. Yeah. So 24 to 28, that rule was stupid to me because I'm like, I knew everybody down there. <laughs> so it's like, man, what I'm supposed to do? We got to go to the club all the time. Right. And I'm not really having a great time. So it's like, I'm just watching. Then you get, you finally get cool with it. Like, well, whatever. I'll, I'll be next. And you find out, oh, that's the thing. All right, well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I find out now. So after that ended, when she broke her own rule, I said, well, that's the character thing. Mm-hmm. Like you made that rule I didn't even You made all the rules For this situation Right And you still did that And it's kind of like The way you went about it Was stupid I don't really care That you did it Because that's been happening But the way you went about it Is a character thing So that's why we it Makes sense it. Now who introduced it In the next relationship I did to her Okay So we was at a comedy show And she laughed at a DP joke It's any it good a, girl it would a, it, <laughs> Actually it was a fisting joke She laughed at Even better So she laughed at my And the laugh was very you know, Same thing before Like I The same way I got bit I used to call it like a vampire <laughs> The same way she bit me With the whole Lead me to water And then get me mm-hmm. I'm like oh Interested Like so you ever been She's like yeah So I'm, like, I'm gonna just I said a little napkin And a little pencil Like golf pencils It was uh-huh. a bar shit So I, I wrote down like Just things that said You know Yes or no to these nine things Oh she said yes to all of them. So I'm like, well, shit. Uh, hold up. First, Nine things. Hang on. I get- this is our first date. Okay. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit. All right. Well, you know, we. I'm going to fuck anyway. So I don't got to worry about that tonight because, you know, you got to work tomorrow. <laughs> Took her home. It was like a Wednesday. And then uh, we went out that Friday. And then we were together for three years and engaged. <laughs> wow. But in the uh, lifestyle. Hang on. Don't get too far now. I want to know what these yes or no to the nine things were. Uh, one was DP. I never did that before. I just want to just ask. That was like my last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, fisting, sex tape, facial, two guys at the same time, threesome with a girl, and I forget it was like some other like just little things. But like little like if it's taboo to you, if you say ill, then I know where you at. If you just but, say not yet or not 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 a while or yes, then we can keep this conversation <laughs> as the most transparent as possible. Right. So she said yes to all these things. That's the first day. So I'm like, you ain't got nothing to lose either. Wow. We both just being honest. Well, shit. Now we're on. <laughs> So then the next time we went out, well, we, we hooked up ourselves on Friday. And then uh, the next weekend, second week, we went out to uh, a club. Okay. Nothing happened. We just went, I told her, you know, just, I walked around, I showed her around. So that was her first time being at a club. club. Yeah. Okay. But she's been with people, but she never had in or she never played organized ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she was purely street ball, raw talent. Okay. I like that. And that was cool. Me and her didn't really have any problems in that area. That was actually the thing that kept us pushing. When we were kind of like not happy mm-hmm. with each other. 
did you guys set up any rules or was that just, hey, let's go have fun? And My rule with her was time. Like, you never cancel plans with me to do anything else with anybody else. And I should know about it. Mm-hmm. And every blue So you guys would play solo even then? Yeah, yeah. I would okay. do that. I would tell her, you know, sometimes you got to capture the moment, depending. But it should never be behind my back. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't be surprised. Unless it's a surprise, you know, whatever, that's different. But <laughs> don't cancel plans with me. Like, don't, if I'm saying, hey, let's go to movies at 7, you can't be busy <laughs> at 5.30. <laughs> right. Like, nah, that's not how that works. Okay. Have you used, like, websites or anything in the past? Oh, yeah. Or, okay. We, uh, well, me, uh, well, when I first got in at 24 to 28, we were on a website. And then uh, 29 to... 32, no. Okay. Only because I was visible and it was hard to be okay. visible yeah. on both. At 28, I had a thing where somebody recognized me from work. They brought it up to me. Like, hey, so it's so like, oh, that's an inside joke that you should not be telling me unless you know <laughs> of me outside of here. When I did it the second time, even though I wasn't, my face wasn't on the, when I was 24, it's the second time I just didn't do it. And we didn't even entertain it. Like people would ask us to, then I'm like, no, I got one. I got ears in the street. I can still ask people about what's happening okay. without having to actually be there. And found it easy enough to find people to do things with. And- yeah. I mean, the best part about it is an attractive woman is your thing. So you don't really got to. Yep. You don't really got to work too hard. Amen. Like they were both solid. Like they were both shocking. The first one was I didn't believe it. That's why I was so cool with it. I was happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Second one, I was more experienced. So I had more of a pace to what I wanted, what I was cool with. And I was also, my ego was more in check to what would happen. Right. Cause now I've been here already. That's, that's in shock. And that's cool now. Like they ain't, let's go do it again. I don't care. <laughs> so what were you looking for then out of the lifestyle? Peace, fun. That's all. I could do either or like, if it wasn't there, all right, I just knew to turn that part down. Mm-hmm. It would just be one person. And it's not that hard for me after a while. Now before, Oh, I was fucking up. <laughs> Go out, have to have two or three. And it's like, well, everybody want to know about this. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do whatever, you can do whatever, you can do whatever. And this one does whatever, but tells me about it. This one does whatever and makes it kind of known. And this one doesn't do anything. It just waits for me to get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we'll see who lasts. Right. What was your first experience like? So she found a couple on the website and they were close in our age and they were black. And I was like, so we couldn't find anything that was our age and black. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, I don't. I was going to say at 24 to 28, that can't be. So, I mean, she was living it up because she was, she was, she was good to go. And I was cool with her living it up because I didn't want to just take one for the team. Right. Like, that's one thing I couldn't. I understand women do it a lot and shit. I just can't. As you say, the super attractive women that really run the show here. It's- yeah. And it kind of was weird because I figured she was too attractive to do some of the things. Like some of the guys. Like, come on, what the f-? She would talk about it and I would understand it now. Because she may broke it down to me how the way I look at sex the same way she looks at sex. How was that? I'm as a guy. Where it's like... um I'm just fucking. This is a body. I'm fucking. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. He's just a body. Right. And I'm like, huh. Every I don't like every girl I fuck. It's just, just another sex toy. This one just doesn't plug into the wall. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. So she was just like, you know, it would be a guy who I wouldn't really look at him like shit, but of course I wouldn't see it, which is the fact. I mean, it's, that's how it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And she would just be like, oh, he this and that. He this and that. So, oh, okay. Because <laughs> one time, and this is going to sound racist, but we were in the club once and this Asian guy that was fucking her. <laughs> And he made her squirt. And it fucked me up because I thought she she said she never she only did it twice with me. And I was thought I thought it was 
big boy shit. And the second time, I kind of have an asterisk next to it because it was after a gangbang. So I don't know if it was all of us <laughs> in the group and I was just there to collect it or... Everybody warmed it up. Yeah, like, they, and it was, it was some fucking... I, was, I had to leave the room once. I'm like, oh, that's too many dicks out. I can't... This is... She's she's amazing, but this is... I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm watching fucking state highlights and shit on TV. Because <laughs> one of the guys who actually... He saw me at work before, and he like, "Hey man, you you blank, you blank, you like you do." I'm like, I laugh. I'm like, "Yeah." He said, "So as you, I'm like, yeah." At that point, like two years now, he like, like, but I'm like, I the first experience was just her. I already knew it. I was following her the whole way through Mm -hmm. to get back to the point, and the taboo made it more like interesting because now I was like, okay, well, I heard about this stuff, but how is it really? So then you find out more and more and more. Did she ever do this before? Surprisingly, the first one, no. She just really wanted to, and we were really good. Like, we really had a good relationship until we really got spiteful over shit. Like, we were kids, too. Mm-hmm. She would do things that were kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you don't, you know that it doesn't hurt the way you would want. Like, you're acting like a normal person again. Like, what the fuck? You're simple. I just say simple back then to her. Like, you're acting like a simple person. Like, this is... <laughs> Like you're doing this shit, you're trying to hurt me. And that's more of the part where it's like, now mm-hmm. we gotta, you're breaking your own rules now. You're a right. coward. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was raised with, you know, if you make a rule, you enforce it. It's your personal rule. Right. No matter what it is, it's yours. You break it, you're a coward. It's your rule. I can't disagree. <laughs> and it's little things. Cause that's when you get to that type of relationship, it's all about the hardcore basics and character of a person. Because you strip away all the basic silly shit you can get mad at. Right. All the physical things of, oh, I looked at a person. Well, I don't give a fuck about your feelings unless they're about me. Okay. <laughs> like if you Completely feel, agree. Like you can feel how you feel about other people. Yeah. And then, then you start hearing certain things going to sound. I'm not trying to, but like you hear about bad people like, oh, they had a wife, huh? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody said, Vladimir Putin had a wife. You're like, I could, I mean, Donald Trump has a wife. Right. Like everybody has a wife, which means it's a female equivalent. So as a, <laughs> So that means it's, they're all we're all people, right? So once you get into the life, it's like as well, long as you realize we're all people, it's just they have they can have so much more fun than us, and we have to get cool with being that part now. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I kind of like about it the most. It's like, huh? What about your first journey through it made you go? You know what? I really want to do this again with the second one. The experiences that I never got to have or got to even talk about with the first one. It was all like I was following behind her. Like she was the Lestat. Like she was the first one. She just mm-hmm. had vampire in charge. So if she don't say it, we're not really doing it. By the time I got to the second one, it was more of a free system where you can do this. The option is there. You don't have to. We don't have to do this every day. Just if you're gonna do it, if you feel like it, we had a cold and it'd be like, oh, I want to catch a flight. I want to go flying. Okay. And if we ever want to leave, what time is it? <laughs> all right. So whenever she felt uncomfortable, oh, what time is it? Because you never, she always give me her phone to make sure that I would always have to, and I always have a watch. I have a fucking line from it, you guys. <laughs> so like we had more of a system, like teammates. Okay, so your exit word was what time is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, like what time? It's getting late. I just thought I was. If I mention time, we're leaving now. Okay. Like just like we don't have to be friendly that much, right? Like we don't have to say excuse me when you. It's like it's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair enough. You mentioned the first one was in charge. And mm-hmm. it was when she wanted to do it, what she was ready for. What was your reaction to that? How many disagreements did that lead to when there was something you wanted to do, but she was like, nah, not that. It wasn't really because she would always give me enough. Like she was masterful that way <laughs> where like we would hook up with a, a couple and it would be enough for both of us to be like fair. 
And then she would want to go to the club, and then she like do a head count, which we would call it. When mm-hmm. she would just see, I mean, she could take down in uh, in this one club. <laughs> take note, please. That's like, <laughs> in this one room at one of the clubs. It's just like an open room, mm-hmm. so we called it the Terror Dome. They even had a, added. They even added a, a glory hole in there, so she would just try to rack up whatever because she was a very like in person. You would never really not never, but you would, you wouldn't really see that. But mm-hmm. that's like nobody really sees it on somebody, but. She was very conservative, right? But then in that arena, she was different. You could see the switch flip as I never seen. In. I only saw the, the public corporate side as we got older. I met her when we were in a bar, and we were twenty four. We met. We just were fucking out the gate. We met on Twitter. Like I met her in person, and then I seen her. You know, Twitter wasn't that. It was like oh nine. So Twitter wasn't really everybody just yet. Mm-hmm. So it's still you could find little small groups. You at the same party, you can find a person. We she had a funny name. She spelled ho like uh, the way New Orleans does go. Like it was like a bunch of other letters besides mm-hmm. H-O, like H-A-U-X-E, <laughs> whatever the fuck. I don't know how to spell it, but I thought that was very funny. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, she got me that way. And I felt like every time I see girls laugh like funny, I'm like, I've laughed my draws off too a few times. And the motherfucker ended up, <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember the first, and she was great at head. That's another thing. You don't, you let a shit, you let a lot of shit slide. That, yes. <laughs> like she was the first one. She got me hip to a website that made me just, Changed the way I look at everything, which was ghetto gaggers. Okay, it's a wild sight. It's, it's <laughs> she broke it down how she broke down how porn worked. Like she, because I actually got cool with a porn star after that relationship. Where not like the same, not because of it, because I just knew a girl who did porn, and this I now understood how that works. Like the mentality of working that shit, like how they just you separate the two. And she would just explain how she was down with that type of shit. I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, it's not like I'm not enjoying it. I just didn't know how the fucking meat was made. I'm still going to eat it. So <laughs> It was just like she was so, but we were so young and stupid. But not even stupid, she just didn't see all the angles too because she would get so, sometimes she would get too, like she would believe how somebody would treat. I'm like, hey, I know that person, that character, I trust me. It ain't, stop entertaining that. And like she just would not listen to that part. Like I got it. She thought I was being jealous. Like I'm like, well, you, fam, I've seen you wipe your face. <laughs> and I didn't put nothing there. Like I've seen the most thing, if I was that type of person, that would infuriate me. Like I would be, I, if I was gonna get mad about something, mm-hmm. I would have been mad already. Right. So what is, I'm telling you this, like, <laughs> this is how they're gonna treat you. Like you're gonna be a hoe he fucked in a minute. Like when it's all said and done, you're not talking to a person in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think there is a difference. Maybe. Could be an assumption. We all dress it up differently. Black men kind of is a different, it's too much hip hop that seeped into it versus free love. Interesting. To my opinion. Dig deeper. I, when I first heard about it, it was from these older dudes, older black dudes talking about how you had to go, you had to have a wife with you, you had your wife with you, you had your girl with you, and you was never like single guys, nothing like that. And there was no websites where he talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was just a club that was downtown in that city that you could just go. So I was intrigued. I'm like, oh, that shit exists? And it, wasn't like a, it was just him, them having a conversation, but it was all of us around. Like, a lot of guys were around. They was talking, and it was funny stories and shit. So I'm like, oh, damn. So when she fucking told me about it when I got older, I'm like, I heard about this. Fuck, we got to go to Oz, man. Let's go. <laughs> I remember the first time like, when we first went to the club, I dressed up because we read the website and we, you know, we read the rules. I'm, mm-hmm. I got, I see, we, we can go shopping, but I did buy pants. I had a dress, I had a button shirt, I had shoes, but I didn't have the right pants. I, I didn't want to wear suit pants. Okay. So I bought some slacks that were more, because I was in the 20s. I ain't bought a suit. I ain't had to, right. nobody died yet. That was like, <laughs> like my grandmother passed away a few years prior, but I ain't had to buy a new suit. So I'm like, I, I don't wear it. I'm not wearing those. No, I'm going to buy some slacks, bought a shirt. <laughs> I was ready. It was fun first time. I bought. A, I was still drinking tequila then. And at the club, you could bring your bottle up mm-hmm. um, liquor, which you take it to the bar. They give you a ticket or a number. 
and you could just get the drinks. So, and I could drink a lot. Well, I could still drink like shit now. Crazy. <laughs> but I was drinking back then hard, and it was fun. Like, it was cool. It was a good time because all my friends were like, oh, what you do this weekend? So we just stayed in the house. Exactly. Yeah. That, oh, that is my biggest, biggest peeve about this whole fucking thing. Or we go to the movies. Is... We say we go to the movies. Because we really, the funny part, we would go to the movies, and then, you know, we'd have the whole night. As long as we get there at 10. Like we go to seven o'clock movie, get dressed around nine thirty, get yeah. <laughs> get to the club, go home, wake up, and go about our day. Everybody in my office thinks I do nothing over the weekend. I go, <laughs> and one of my endeavors, a client of mine was into it, and they had saw me at one, and I kind of just waved them off the first time. But then when I was at there again, the wife and the husband both owned the business, and they had both like was like, well, you know, I'm like I can't right now. I'm still in. And we heard it going through it. I'm like, I can't even tell my details. I'm like, yeah, not right now. Is, I appreciate it. <laughs> me and second me and her, like she had did something that made me. This is don't nobody we knew rule. Mm-hmm. She had a couple people I knew because she was a dude had talked about her in a Facebook group, and that's why I was telling her, hey, you gotta stop being fucking stupid. Like mm-hmm. you cannot trust. You are fucking single men. And, like, and that's you, where the difference between being with lifestyle people and just being with anybody. Yeah, and I think that Facebook and hip hop made it fun to have orgies because we got into that later. Like music wise, ASAP Rocky was like one of the first guys where he talking about T.I. kind of rapped about it. But you didn't hear no fucking LL Cool J talking about threesomes. No. So it's like, this is like the, it's more like 2000 rap, which I get mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, yeah. but it's, that's kind of like seeped in. So it's like more like, it ain't just, the girl ain't a person. It's a, it's a girl you fucking. It's not even a name. It's just a, I got some pussy from this girl. It's like, well, if you're still playing like that, you shouldn't be here. And it should be kind of, kind of like test or a, a vetting <laughs> practice just to come inside. Mm hmm. I remember one time, this is a 26-year-old, like, great body. Like, I shouldn't have been fucking with her. <laughs> so imagine she's, like, for the feast of, like, the, the land. Mm-hmm. She just tried to walk to the bathroom one time and was getting the cars. Like, dude, wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, letting go because mm-hmm. she was naked. But she's like, I'm trying to go to the bathroom. He's just like, yeah, but no. no he had, yeah. he, then he pulls, yeah. It's like, bro, like, I get we had a, I'm get we here, but you can't do that. So now me and this other guy. there, haven't you, dear? Yes. Me and this other guy, we just got cool because she both was friendly. She was friendly to both of us. We like, yo, but brother, we can't. Like, mm-hmm. now we both got to have this conversation here. Right. And I'm like, we ain't, I can't really, I don't like this part no more. Mm-hmm. When I was a couple later, we didn't have the same problem. But we also found a tribe to get with. We found some people we could understand, and we just hung out with them. The club was from special occasions when one of the main guys was trying, he would always try to go get girls, because that's what we was. But we knew that about him. Mm-hmm. So we just played, we called it Grand Theft Auto. We just going to play our game with our <laughs> characters, and we know what it is. Okay. The only thing is when me and her broke up, she started dating one of his friends, but me and her were still friends. So I'm like, she's at, she complained to me about him, but I'm like, well, I'm moving on. I'm like, I'm pretty much cool in her life. Just because of what I was doing after that. The girl I was dating after that was a virgin. And she knew where I was coming from. Okay. So I'm like, we were together for another three years. So I've spent seven, ten years of my life were between seven years here of like, we going to make, I'm going to just, I'm living to nothing but this. And it was long distance. How'd so that I, go? I got better at my job. <laughs> okay. I went from being... I went from being a low-level employee on a totem pole to traveling because I was so used to traveling now and I had nothing to... I, I realized how much of a... Maybe my cousin make a joke about this. How much effort I put towards getting pussy or keeping it around. It's like that idea of how much I love pussy. Like that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ugh. When she ain't here and I'm trying to do that shit because she, she was way out. Like I've been getting women out of my league since I was 24. Like I just, I don't know what the fuck they say. You know what? <laughs> this city is so bad that this mediocre motherfucker right here 
is going to be loving to me. Guess I, I mean, I've, I can tell you, I'm like, why is she fucking? I'd be like, why is she doing this with me? Like, because the other one, it was just a lot. I won't get the details, but it was fun. Like, she just, like, anything you saw in a movie, she was like, I'll try. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> but then I got this, this one, when I was in my 30s, the, almost 30, she was the same way, though. Like, it was like, they just was cool with it. So I was like, huh, if you ain't going to get judged, you'll do anything, huh? So I got to just keep my face straight because sometimes I'm like, ugh, that's just a couple people now. You don't, you don't take care of that. <laughs> Knowing you, you have to have some good horror stories mm-hmm. of this situation. I've had some of the funniest stories in my life. That's why me and my ex are still decent. We still laugh about a lot of stuff because we can only tell each other these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, man. Like we laugh one time, like, yeah, if we would just had it, if we just could change one thing about each other, we would have still made it. But we not. So we just friends. Mm-hmm. But damn it, this is we laugh we'll laugh our ass about the shit she goes through. Cause she's she'll she plays dumb with the guys she went now. Cause I be I raised her in that way. The same way I was raised by the other one. So mm-hmm. it's like, I know where you're from. I know how you're fake. I know when you're acting like you don't really do this. <laughs> Ma'am, you told me you were gonna she didn't man, she had a contest in her own mind. For her 30th, she's going to do 30 for 30. <laughs> On 30, that day? She tried to, she did six to start it off. Okay. And then the next day she did four. But we was like, it was like, all right, well, we're going to take off. We're going to take off. Mm-hmm. And by the time, she did it in the summer. She started in May. And by August, she was on her last two. Okay. And I was like, all right, you know, let's see if you can do it. And she did. And I was like, all right, well. I'm going to say girls have a much better shot at reaching those kind of goals and guys do. And it's more respectable <laughs> for them to do it because this is the arena. Uh, now, see, that's where it. I disagree. It's more respectable. I, I think it, in our life, it out, it's maybe. It's objectifying, though. Because like, yeah. if it's like, for men, it's never really objectifying to us. Bullshit. If, not if really guys walked up and said, hey, I, I just... My body count jumped up to 50 today. And a girl said the same fucking thing. Guys are getting high fives and girls are getting... Mm, then they're in the wrong in the life. No, no, no. I'm just saying in general. Oh yeah, in, in, in outside world, yes, because yeah. their rules are their rules are purely based on ego. Right. Ours are based on a little bit more feeling of fairness. Ego still, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit like we're all people versus man woman. Okay. So if a woman's like, yeah, I, I could pop off four in a day. You like probably can. That's... I could, I could probably get two. <laughs> and just that's the conversation. They're like, mm-hmm. ugh, four. You like, shit. Can you do another? Can you do five? Are you gonna be done for the day? Because I mean, I'm. A, I'm going to be busy until later. <laughs> it's just that difference. But, you know, those two situations were just, I got to see it all. And I got to respect women more, which is funny to say it, I guess. But I now understood how they feel about sex a little better. Mm-hmm. So everything else that comes with that, you're like, oh, that's because of that. All right. I'm not a feminist because I still don't trust you. As a, Your gender doesn't mean shit, right? If, it's, if we're fair, you're just a liar. Mm-hmm. You're not a lying bitch. Oh, no, that's too personal. You're just a liar. <laughs> just a liar. That's the diff- there's no difference. <laughs> like you're, you're the same thing. So what are some of these stories that you guys can laugh about still? Well, one, we fell out because we were on an orgy cabin trip, which everybody goes on. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Still, well, I still he won't camp. He one. doesn't do camping. Yeah, we didn't do camping either. We just, rented, <laughs> we just rented this place outside of where we live to just be dis- despicable. <laughs> oh, well, eh, we, I, went, I, we went on that. It's on my list. It's just I have this place and I had the club, so I really don't have to go too far. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, all, it's all there. We were just, it was a group of us. And uh, well, he, we, I call him King Drake, the guy who was like the, because he was very emotional like Drake, and he he would want all the women to be his, but he's trying to also say, I don't care what you do. And he's King Drake. He's my fucking <laughs> lot of them. 
he would always try to overpromise an experience of the life. So I'm like, all right, he would do this. And I'm like, it would be girls. I would, one time, a couple of times, it was girls I knew already. And it was like, she might get down, but she's not going to, she ain't in the life. Mm-hmm. He would try to make it life because it would be good, his life, not lifestyle, but he would make the rules for his, what he says the lifestyle is. Okay. Thing is, you got to have money for that too. <laughs> and you, you, if you're going to have a woman have, you're going to have a woman have that much control or power over her, you have to give her a resource for, you have to give her a reason. If she still got to do everything at herself as a single woman and then be your woman when it's convenient for you, mm-hmm. she can't, she has to have something. It's just a fair exchange. It's true. It's like for the demand, she, you feel like a king. Well, the king runs a kingdom. I mean, he has the bread. <laughs> <laughs> he rules the land. Okay. He had it enough because he had five going and we would just be the couple that was just cool because he could, he needed us kind of, he needed two other couples to prove what he was saying. So mm-hmm. we were part of the sales pitch. Right. But I also was older. So I recognized what it was. So I, me and her would joke about it, but she still got caught up with him because, you know, maybe I didn't know everything. And then she would tell me, you know, this is what it is. He got another girlfriend in the house now. So I'm like, yeah, your dumb ass left. We, I didn't want another girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to slut. Like, I just wanted you to be a porn star. You ain't got to fucking bring work home. Like, I didn't need that. <laughs> like, I, my rule was be smart and don't break plans with me, with her. Yeah. Be smart is whatever that means for you. As in, if you, if you hey, don't fuck everybody like you love them. Like, be smart. Mm-hmm. I don't got to be there and tell you what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, but be smart. You, I mean, we using condoms now, so if you get pregnant, it's on you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's, you did a dumb thing. You mismanaged your pussy. <laughs> mismanaged. You know, like you just, she didn't manage it, but she never had an issue, but that was, my only, that was the only other rule we had, so I don't know. I love them all, all the experiences. I think the best one was uh, when I didn't know what she would do in the scenario. This is when I'm older, second run. Mm-hmm. We would always hook up with people. We kind of like, we would call it, and she would kind of say it. We would, like, even in the club, we would never, she would never really go too far, too far, like, whatever. She would just like, kind of was like, just whatever would come to the, wait for the game come to her. Uh, this was like the first time we were in the club, and she was just on a war path. Like she, <laughs> it was some dude, she had talked to him. And usually you only see that happen, where they go, like she, I never seen her do that, but she was in his face. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, she dropped down in front of him and gave him it. And I'm like, huh, all right, this is the type of night we're going to have. I'm just getting my drink. <laughs> and then she came back to me and said, we'll be in room blank. You know, can you grab me a blank? I'm like, all right, shit, all right. She didn't stop. It was like she was just in a mood. <laughs> and it was things that she did something that I never thought she was going to do. I'm like, huh, all right. I'm not doing it, but, you know, have at it. <laughs> I'm very surprised that a younger female in the lifestyle with a year or so experience is open and willing to just sitting back and waiting and let everything come to her and doesn't take more control of the situation and more hand selecting that which she wants because an attractive young female can pretty much have anything that she wants in the lifestyle. And the fact that she just sat back and said, well, whatever comes to me, I'm down with. For me, I think that's the fun part of the lifestyle is that you're not out there trying to pick who you want and put in the effort. You don't have to put in the effort. It just comes to you. So it builds your ego. And now you're like, hey, this guy wants me. I'm okay. Cool. Having been in that situation, I completely agree. When somebody approaches and is, hey, I'm into you, it really does. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) All right. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. I think that's great. I am a huge comedy fan, and the fact that John got his start because he heard a joke from, my opinion, one of the best comics ever in Patrice (laughs) O'Neill. 
And I have heard a lot of Patrice's swinger jokes and sex jokes and all that. And I'd be laughing too. So I don't think it's fair. Wouldn't just a nice threesome talk make you feel like, oh man, just cool that she lets me get a little bit of that evil out, right? And by the way, ladies, a threesome is two girls and a guy. The girls be thinking, what about two guys and a girl is a train? That is me and him. I don't even know him. And he better not look me in the face. Nigga, just get your dick sucked. Why are you staring at me? Let me fuck my half of the torso. Get this nigga blinking at me while I'm trying to fuck my half of the body. Damn. Damn. Nigga, don't have train etiquette. Yeah, I actually had that note, too, because I know how much you love comedy. But besides that, I think this is really a fantastic way of kind of figuring out if the person you're with, if you don't know, would be down for something like this because you can disguise it as a joke. Why were you laughing so hard at that joke? Or, yo, that's funny to you, is it? Have you ever? Or, you know what I mean? You can just really start the conversation off and it has to be like, well, it was because of this comedy show. That's the only reason I'm laughing. But now that you're laughing, I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. You got my mind going. Good job, dear. (laughs) (laughs) It was all you. (laughs) And then I like how he likens it to the bite of a vampire, that analogy that he uses. I love that. It really, for me, it's been very true because my relationship that got me in the lifestyle was my bite. And then now I'm moving on and me and you had previously been bitten. So now we're doing this together. So it's not like we have that lead vampire that's running the show, but... I really thought that was a spectacular analogy. Someone to show you the ropes and then you kind of move forward. And maybe, you know, it doesn't really work for a couple who bit each other necessarily. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, you get the bite and you go. So, And it definitely is a bite that just you join and you are now part of this. Right. And, and it typically is somebody introduces you to this because it's now more mainstream. But for the longest time before it did take off like this. Mm-hmm. It was a word of mouth thing. And yeah. and he actually speaks to that here, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, before, you know, you could go online, you had to hear it through the grapevine yep. and know someone who had been to a club or knew the rules and you just followed suit. And his first trip to the club, it wasn't like a porn set. It was just America fucking. <laughs> And it's not all super hot people. It's not all super skinny people. It's not all super beautiful people. It's just people. Just people. I think that's one of the pluses of the lifestyle is the fact that everybody is welcome. I agree. That's what makes it seem like you belong there because you don't have to fit some sort of box. You can just be you and find the other people that are your tribe and go with that. Mm -hmm. His first experience where him and his girl hooked up with another couple. Mm-hmm. She jumped right in and was all about it, but he needed to go in the other room and kind of ease himself into it because he was genuinely worried like, oh, wait, hang on. Is this something she might get mad about? Yeah. I know that feeling. I know when you and I started, when we first started talking about it, it was, I just love the idea of watching you get fucked. 
girls would try to interact with me and I'd be like, mm, I don't know how Nessa's going to feel about this. We really haven't dug too deep into me doing things. It's always been talk about you doing things. So I was very gun shy about playing at first because I didn't want to A, upset you and B, hey, we're actually in the lifestyle. I'm not going to ruin this now by doing yeah. something that pisses you off. Leading up to that, your ideal situation for you was always to be a watcher and just sit back and watch and not play. So I think for you also, there's some nerves involved there where it's not going to be your first nature or second nature mm -hmm. to just immediately jump in. You have something you have to think about here. You have to not only perform yourself, but perform on somebody else as well. And, you know, that adds to the entire scenario and in a different way. Being worried about, eh, wait, at some point, is she going to be upset by this? And so it's definitely things that can end up in your head for sure. John talks about the rules that were broken in their relationship and that the girlfriend made all the rules and then proceeded to break all the rules. And that kind of made me think that there's probably a good chance that the people making a rule or setting a rule probably know in the back of their head that that's a rule that should be placed because maybe they know either consciously or subconsciously that that's a rule that they need to enable them to not make this a cheating experience, but make this a swinging experience. And then I think that those people tend to break the rules because, unfortunately, <laughs> that's what they enjoy about it. And then ultimately, down the road, it becomes a bad thing. But now I'm also looking at this a different way. Maybe that rule was more, hey, I know some of these girls that you know, and I don't want you fucking them. So I'm making a rule of no fucking people we know because I don't want you fucking them. And she didn't think about, oh, but wait, I want to fuck him and him and him and him. Her rule was more, I don't want you fucking them could see that. Yeah, that's true. If I set a rule, I'm thinking in my head, it's a rule that I'm apt to break or it's, it's something that I don't want myself to do that. So therefore, I'm setting that rule so that I'm trying to stop myself from doing that. Interesting. And then ultimately breaking it because I know that I would want to do that or I know that that's something I really like. So therefore, I'm ultimately breaking my own rule. One because of the beauties of us having minimal to no rules. <laughs> When he started with his second partner and made a checklist of things that she would be comfortable trying. Yeah. I thought that's a great first date, especially in this Tinder culture. Yeah. Where, hey, here's all the kinky things that I like. And I, I think even into a relationship of trying, just dropping a list on the table going, just curious, where do you stand on all these? Yeah, but I think they did it right in that they were face-to-face. -face. And if mm -hmm. this was like a conversation over text or something, you have no way of gauging that person's reaction. And he actually even said, he's like, if they say, ew, I know immediately, whoa, I got to you know take it back a couple notches. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what you have to make sure that that's a conversation you have in person. So or, you if you're doing it, or if you're doing it via text, then I think maybe it's uh, you baby step your way up the ladder and you'll get a feeling via text when the responses are a little more like, all right, back it up. If you're yeah, but I think also you can more easily stand up to saying you might like to do something when maybe you don't because, you know, you're kind of like being trying to be a sexy girl or trying to get their attention somehow. They don't have to see your immediate facial expression upon reading the text. So you can have whatever response you want and then you type in, oh, yeah, that's so hot. That's so sexy. But maybe you but don't it really also feel gives you way. a minute to think about it, too, before you respond. Yeah, but I don't know. I would say face to face, 100 percent. You have to have that conversation. And I love that he said they did it on napkins, which was even better because you don't even have to 
actually say anything. You just slide over the napkin. And go figure me wanting to uh, have it saved in text just so I can go back and read that sexy conversation. <laughs> That's what you want? Oh, yeah. my God. Just I'm save just the napkins. Jeez. And I would, too. I would definitely have saved that and put that in a memory box. And poor kids opening that one day. Huh. What is this? That's not for mom. Um, Back to the rules really quick, though. He said the one rule that they had placed was do not cancel plans with me. Mm -hmm. I think that's so fantastic. We don't play on our own. We don't play solo. So this doesn't tend to be an issue for us. However, I can see how if you do play solo that canceling plans or moving plans or shifting plans so that you can go fuck somebody else would definitely throw a huge uh, problem into the relationship. I had plans of bringing up a past relationship on a different topic. But as you said that out loud, it brought back a string of memories with a previous partner who flew by the seat of her pants, if you will. Yeah. And decided at a last second to go have sex with somebody. I was like, but we were supposed to do this and we had this family thing planned. And what are you talking about? You can't do that right now. What am I supposed to say here? And it was either completely ignored or figure it out or tough shit. And wow. So yeah, that would have been a good rule. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if I did ask that to be a rule and she just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but straight up, okay. that's why it's a past relationship, I guess. <laughs> There's always reasons why they're exes. Speaking of past relationships, something he brought up was his first relationship. The woman was in complete control and deciding what they did and didn't do. While the second one, they were more of a team and deciding together what they did. In a different past relationship, the girl was very, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And if you want to do that, I'm going to do this, this, and this before you get to do that. For you? Yes. Okay. I had a major issue with that. And I brought it up several times of, wait, why are you calling the shots here? And her response was, because it's my pussy. And that's a tough one to argue with. (laughs) But at the same time, I hated the fact that she was dangling a carrot in front of me. Yeah. So as she could do everything she wanted to do and then we'll be like, all right, fine, I'll throw you a bone and do this. But now I'm going back to that. Yeah. If I can't fuck this single guy, this single guy, this single guy, then I'm not doing any couple stuff. I always think that the tit for tat way of going about the lifestyle usually ends up with some real uh, spiteful mm-hmm. feelings and it typically doesn't end up working well. Wayne had his story of the guy had his fun the week before, so now it was the girl's turn. Yeah. The guy was not having it the second the girl started doing it, so I could totally see the tit for tat being a problem. Yeah, definitely. And especially if it's a tit for tat separated by experiences too because when you're in a moment that's one thing but the moment's over and now you're back to reality you know in your home life and now you're like oh now he gets to go have his fun and Mm -hmm. it's i feel like it's a setup for disaster it just it doesn't seem i mean for us it wouldn't work out i don't know if there's couples out there who can make that work maybe there's people who are it's better impossible to level that scale yeah Well, keeping it level is the problem. You know, I think you can level it at one point for only a moment. Then eventually it starts getting weighted to either side. And it depends on how you are, you know, it depends. Uh, Some experiences are going to be lopsided. Yeah. And if you have a couple of those lopsided experiences in a row and then your partner's like, well, no, you got you had great experiences. Now it's my turn for a great experience. Right. And then you keep chasing that great experience and then your partner's mm-hmm. stuck in a shitty situation yeah. and take experiences as they come. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think you can keep them. It's not about a scorecard. Cool. I agree. 
He mentions that he was a bit of a figure at a time that he was in a club and somebody called him out on it. I just want to bring this up because I feel like that's so wrong. We all know as swingers that there are plenty of us that are in the closet, so to speak, as swingers. Mm -hmm. And we want to keep that privacy and anonymity for each and every one of us. So, I mean, if you see a person who might be more of a public figure in a club setting or more in a public setting as a swinger, I think, you know, just keep your mouth shut. If you want to say hi, say hi. Don't You don't have to be calling them out. To approach somebody and go, hey, I know where you're from is not the way to do it. Yeah. You can say hi to somebody you know, but don't, especially if they don't know you, don't walk up and go, hey, I know what you do. Right. And have them be like, oh, well, I don't know you or what you do. And now I'm uncomfortable. Right. And it just goes against everything we are out there trying to do. You know, we're trying to live our best life and everybody gets a chance to do that. And to point out somebody or to call them out seems so just nasty. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't like it. It's so against everything I, I agree. love about the lifestyle. One thing I do love about the lifestyle, though, is that he mentioned when he was doing it, which was many years ago, it was difficult finding people in his age range and they were much younger at that time. But it seems that at least in our area and at our club, since COVID, it's like this influx of young people. Not just young people, but everybody. But yes, there are people from all age groups there now. But like a lot of young, I mean, more young people than we had seen. It is definitely getting closer to evening it out. Yeah. And I mean, we liken it to like everybody got on their computers over COVID and said, what else can we do with our (laughs) lives? got (laughs) on their computers. It was totally TikTok. (laughs) Well, maybe, but you know, like being stuck in a situation with your partner and having a lot of time to talk to each other. And as you say on their computers, they were probably checking out a lot of porn and (laughs) it was, hey, look at this. Right. And would you ever... I don't know. You just had a lot more time with your partner. And I think that's the times when people start talking, you know, and curious the things we could have found out if we weren't spending the entire COVID out in the club, (laughs) treating it as other. We did find out a lot of stuff. (laughs) Just didn't have to find it out talking to each other. That's all. (laughs) The fact that she was not specific about looks and more interested in getting fucked. Mm hmm. And just using it to be fucked in the moment. And she went to the club with the intent of getting fucked. And it really didn't matter as long as it was an operational dick that was fucking her. Mm-hmm. And was turned on by her and wanted to fuck her. I'm in the same shoes. I don't typically look for the hottest man in the building. Honestly, I'm really turned on by humor. So if you can come up and if you can get me laughing even for a couple seconds, or if you have a great line coming in any way to be friendly that's really all you need is Mm -hmm. a a little foot in the door and i'm not saying like i'll just fuck anything but we are more the conversation first (laughs) there has to be you know a good vibe going if we're having a great conversation and we're clicking in multiple ways the physical appearance of your body does not have to be perfect Mm -hmm. because i'm attracted to somebody who's attracted to me or who is showing attraction to me. So as long as I get that feeling that you want me, it's on, you know, and I don't, I'm not looking necessarily at your body. If your cock is hard, you like me enough that your cock is hard. (laughs) Then he gets into the difference between fucking guys that are in the lifestyle and fucking their friends or some random dude at the bar where that random dude at the bar or their friend who's not in the lifestyle is just going to talk to his buddies about that hoe he just fucked Mm -hmm. versus the lifestyle guys that are going to be like, 
that was great. I'd love to see you again and have fun. Right. And I definitely hate to draw back on past relationships again. When my previous partners would pick up the guy at the car dealership or the bartender or whatever, it was definitely a more, well, wait, what do you mean your boyfriend's all right with this? What do you mean your husband doesn't care that I'm fucking you? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I, and they would make an effort to try to be better and Go, hey, you yeah, want to do that again? Let's competition yeah. and yeah, and as yeah. opposed to the lifestyle guys that are like, yeah, this was fun, cool, Thanks. we fucked, yeah, want to fuck, love again to do sometime. it again sometime, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah, not here for anything other, and without having some previous knowledge of how a lifestyle relationship works, you can't blame those guys for getting in their head in a certain way and wanting to make that a competition. If this is okay, then what am I? And then you know maybe they feel demeaned or something. I don't know, or they want to. <laughs> Flex their muscles and go, yeah, clearly you're not satisfied at home. That's why you want me. And, right. Yep. And yeah, there's just not nope, so Nope, just many like get my pussy filled. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, that's a lot to contend with when you're the female half of a lifestyle couple that's out there with non-lifestyle people. And I will say that my previous two partners didn't grasp that and didn't care about that effect. But I can see that also being something that from a female perspective, it's kind of fun to have. I got this guy. I bed down a guy. You know what I mean? To take your card for service and to walk out with somebody's Texting you going, hey, let's hook up later tonight has to be a good time. Right, right. And you don't get that in the lifestyle, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, it's kind of like essentially known or planned when you walk into a club. Everybody's there to get some. Sure, they're attracted to you, but there's another level there of getting a guy outside of the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And But then you have all those other issues to deal with. Yep. (laughs) So there's that. Uh, He mentions how the lifestyle has like a taboo to it. Like if you're not in it, you don't understand until you, you know, the taboos are what they are Mm -hmm. when you're out of it. And then once you learn about it, you learn all these taboos are false or readjusted in your brain to be something else. And I remember having worked with a couple who they always brought in a third. I don't, they never called themselves lifestyle or swingers, but I remember hearing like through the grapevine at work that one of the girls and her husband would always bring in a third girl Mm -hmm. and they would play with them. And I remember thinking, ugh, like, (laughs) why would they do that? And really, this is before my time in the lifestyle. So I didn't know anything okay. about the lifestyle. This is my first knowing of somebody else, married couple and this doing. This is where me doing this since I was 18 and having that knowledge of multiple person because of the porn that I watched when I was 12 through 18. Didn't even phase All you. that would be is like, <laughs> I got to meet this couple that yay high five him. Well, so this is the funny thing. So the girls were telling me this because we were all going to be going to this party over the weekend. And they said, oh, just a warning. Liz is always on the lookout for half drunk girls to bring home to her husband. And then they do this threesome thing. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, gross. And then when she didn't pick me I was offended (laughs) and then I'm like wait a minute I wanted her to hit on me but like I went home with these really weird opposing feelings because I'm like well I didn't really want to go back with her but then I didn't want to not be picked (laughs) and that that is where I think as lifestyle people get outed to vanilla friends and vanilla people start being people are like (laughs) 
well, of course you're trying to have sex with me. And if your response is, no, I wasn't, then well, the why not? not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just remember that being my first kind of exposure to just a non-monogamous type relationship that I had heard of. You know, they were married, they had children, and this was their pastime. So it, it just kind of turned me off a little bit then, but also like, you know, I wanted to be part of it too. Mm-hmm. But I- But now, like he mentioned, current hip hop group sex is becoming more mainstream. It's something that's talked about a lot on TikTok. People make jokes about it all the time. It's starting to show up on TV shows. It's becoming more natural and more and more people are looking at it in a different light than they used to, or at least respond differently than they used to and don't feel ashamed to go, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Definitely. Definitely. I think there's a lot more information out there about it. I don't know that it's becoming normalized, but I think that it is becoming less taboo. Yes. As he was talking about his relationships in the lifestyle, it seemed to stand out to me that, well, first of all, I find it very entertaining to listen to his stories because they're dating and they're in the lifestyle. They're not in the committed relationship like a marriage because you're not totally committed to one another. You are going about this journey with somebody who it's very possible you can break up with Mm -hmm. easier than, say, somebody who lives together or a married couple or something like that. I'm listening to his stories and I'm like, wow, actually, I think it's fantastic to date and be in the lifestyle because it almost seems like, and he even made mention to it, that all the little things of like the little fights, those are gone. So you, you you're just not getting have, worried about that right, guy now, or girl they're looking at. And- now you have kind of the big things really stand out. You've taken away all the little crap, right? Mm-hmm. And now you really have the real big things that stand out. And these are probably more based on the person's character. You know, you kind of like wipe away all the bullshit mm-hmm. and you get right to a real relationship. And I was just like, you know, I almost am sad that I didn't date in the lifestyle. There's so many times that dating in the lifestyle would have really brought a relationship to the end much quicker and I would have been through with that person way sooner than <laughs> than I had stayed with them. So, you know, kind of changed my mind a little bit. I'm like, yeah, you should never date in the lifestyle. You should have a solid relationship and move from there. But now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe this is not such a bad thing. Maybe I mean, just... technically we dated for two yeah, years but... in the lifestyle before we got married. So, <laughs> But we were living together and yeah, we were fair. pretty We were basically solid. married is what you're saying. All right. <laughs> Everybody was surprised we weren't married when they found out. So right. I guess every, that's every single person was like, wait, you, you're not married? <laughs> no. no. You seem like you guys have been married forever. That was always the yep. comment we would get. Yeah, I know. We. <laughs> There's a we moment when well. you found your significant other and it really. Oh, love you. <laughs> I love you too. Anyways, so he talks about the rite of passage. Which, which we apparently 25 years in, not. I haven't made my passage right yet. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I'm like, well, maybe there's some like glamping in the plans for us, for you. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, if we can find a group of like 20 people that can go take over one of these big houses, either like an Outer Banks trip or maybe a cabin somewhere in the woods or something like that, I would love to do it. I think the sexiness of some car rides and all that could be a good time. We'll see. Maybe get an RV and just fuck the whole way down. Who knows? Maybe rent a tour bus and have tour bus driver. I don't know if it would be so much a camping trip, but I'm down for a very large cabin with a hot tub or pool or whatever and... (laughs) 
we can act like we're roughing it out in the woods, but I don't know if I actually need a tent or any of that shit. If it's a, like a rocky, um, unpaved driveway, that's good enough for you. Yep. <laughs> like we went off road. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk about. She did her 30 for 30. Yeah. How would you feel about a 40 for 40? That's <laughs> a little late for that. I mean, it's just before you turn 41, I guess. Oh, so, so. I have to finish it before yeah. 41? <laughs> I'm giving you the whole year instead of the three months that she did it in. Um, wait, can we have repeat customers or like, is it 40 times having sex or 40 different people? I think this is a four. I think we're working on body count here. Oh, wow. Head count should be the more appropriate term for that. Fair enough. If it's just blowjobs, I guess. Not just blowjobs. I would just, I <laughs> meant that head, would count, be head count. And that body count sounds like I killed them. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to kill anybody. That I do not want on any fair resume. Enough. <laughs> Even Almost though it came did. close. <laughs> Came close once, and that still didn't feel well. <laughs> so, what do you think? New Year's resolution? Uh, is swinger New Year resolution, or what? Maybe I call that a birthday resolution. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.